Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. After finding the small, beautiful clearing, Esther and Araya sleep. When Esther is woken up, Araya tells her she has been sleeping like a rock and that she has been trying to wake her for quite a while. Esther tells Araya that she thinks her dream didn't want her to wake up, that it was trying to tell her something. The Magical Book of Dreams, Part 24 The canyons were eerily quiet, but Esther's footsteps would echo every so often, bouncing off the walls and creating a chorus of footsteps that followed her. It confused her and made her a bit scared, like someone was following her. The air was cool and dry, filled with the faint scent of ancient earth. As she navigated the rocky terrain, trying desperately not to slip, her legs aching, Esther heard a voice calling out to her. It was distant and faint, almost lost in the echoes of the canyon. It was her father's voice, calling her name over and over again. He sounded fine, but there was an urgency in his voice that she had not heard before. She tried to follow the sound, her eyes searching the vast expanse of the canyons for any sign of him. But he seemed always just out of sight, his voice coming from an unknown place, echoing off the canyon walls, leading her further into the maze of rock. Esther, Esther, Esther. Esther, it's time to wake up, Araya said, standing over her, shaking her shoulder. Esther woke with a start, her father's voice still ringing in her ears. Was it the dream calling to her or Araya? The dream felt like a sign, drawing her onward through the unknown realm. Esther, you were sleeping like a stone. I've been trying to wake you for ages now. It's first light and we must be going, Araya said as she busily packed up her bag. Right, sorry. I think I was dreaming and it wouldn't let me wake, like it was trying to tell me something first, Esther said as she wiped the sleep from her eyes. I'll leave the dream analysis to the elders, but you need to brush yourself off and get ready to leave. We don't have far to go before we enter the deepest mist. I think it best to go through there while we have as much light as possible, Araya said, her seriousness returned. Here, have something to drink. Esther stood up, brushed herself off, took the water sack Araya carried with her, and took a deep drink. She took out that weird food that she had been carrying in her pocket. It doesn't get easier to eat with age, she thought. 
Taking a bite, the texture of dragon candy and chewy vegetables remained. We don't have far to journey before we reach the canyon, Esther said, remembering the route the map showed her. Ready, princess, Araya said. I have heard many stories of people disappearing when attempting to come this way. So let's not let the short distance influence how seriously we take this walk. Yes, let me check the map one more time. There may be changes, like telling us to turn around and enjoy a hot bath at some bathhouse, surrounded by lovely greens and the smell of fresh flowers. Oh, you are a dreamer as well, Araya said laughing at her. What does your map tell us? No change, Esther said, putting the glowing book back in her bag slinging it over her shoulder and starting to walk. She took the lead without being asked. This didn't go unnoticed by Araya, who followed her with what might have been considered a smile. Before Esther and Araya left the clearing, they stopped and took a moment to appreciate what they saw. It might be a while before we see something like this again, Araya said. As they walked, they felt a shift in the atmosphere. The world beyond the clearing seemed even more muted and colorless in comparison. The weight of the realm's transformation more noticeable. They tried to quicken their pace, but both almost lost their footing and had to slow down. The veil of mists was more mysterious and stranger than Esther had imagined. Thick fog enveloped the landscape, obscuring their view and casting everything in a hazy, dreamlike quality. Walking was treacherous and the path forward was barely visible a faint trail winding into the gray. This place feels like a dream, a bad dream, Esther murmured, her voice hushed in the fog. Or some kind of riddle, Araya added, her eyes scanning the nebulous terrain. We need to be careful. The path is not just hidden, it changes. As they ventured deeper, the mist seemed to swirl around them, moving as if it had a will of its own. The air was cool and damp, clinging to their skin. Sounds were muffled, and the world beyond a few feet seemed to vanish entirely. The sensation was disorienting, like stepping into another world where the rules of reality no longer applied. At times, the mist thinned, offering brief glimpses of the landscape. Stunted trees and rocks appeared like ghosts before quickly being swallowed up again by the fog. The path remained narrow and treacherous, the ground uneven underfoot. We need to keep heading this way, Esther said becoming increasingly comfortable leading 
and sure of her intuition. As they journeyed deeper, the silence continued, broken only by their footsteps and the occasional distant noise that was swallowed almost instantly by the fog. Time seemed to stretch and bend, the concept of cycles losing meaning in this endless gray. Esther, do you feel that? Araya suddenly stopped, her expression tense. Esther paused, tuning into the environment. There was a change in the air, a subtle vibration, like a low note just out of hearing. Yes, it's like the mist is alive. Araya nodded. Keep alert. They proceeded, now more aware of the mist's deceptive nature. Occasionally, the fog would thin, offering fleeting glimpses of the landscape. Gnarled, stone-like trees twisted in strange shapes. Patches of ground that seem to move and shift. It's like we are going in circles, Esther said at one point, frustration creeping into her voice. She was starting to lose faith in herself. Araya surveyed their surroundings. It feels like it, but I trust you and the map's directions. You must trust yourself. As they walked, Esther's thoughts drifted to her dream, to the vision of the echoing canyons and her father's voice calling out to her. She wondered if the canyons would offer them any clues about her father's whereabouts, or if the journey would only deepen the mystery. Esther and Orion neared the edge of the Veil of Mists with the daunting silhouette of the echoing canyons just becoming visible through the thinning fog. They started to hear faint sounds, the distant trickle of water, the rustle of an unseen creature, the soft creaking of stone branches. In the distance again were lower, far more threatening sounds, which were becoming more and more easily heard. Suddenly, Esther stopped, her hand reaching out to Araya. Did you hear that? She whispered. Araya listened intently. For a moment, there was nothing, and then a low, guttural growl rumbling through the air. It wasn't friendly. They froze, exchanging a quick, tense glance. The sound was too deep too menacing to be anything but a sign of danger, possibly Chickalors or Scalix. The growling reverberated off the cannon walls in the distance, making it difficult to pinpoint its direction. We need to be extra cautious. Let's find a place to rest, gather our strength, and try to understand what we are facing, Arias suggested, her eyes scanning the terrain for a suitable spot. Moving carefully, the mist provided an opening, revealing a secluded recess facing the cannon wall in the distance. 
this natural alcove offered a degree of concealment from whatever might be chasing them. How are your legs, Esther? Araya asked as they settled into rest. I don't know. I lost feeling in them a cycle ago. What do you think is making the sound? Have they found us? I don't think any creature in the mist can find much of anything. I suspect they are having as much difficulty as we are. But this is a good spot to rest and prepare for what might come next to make sure that we are heading in the right direction. Esther practically fell down beside Araya. They both sat quietly, listening, waiting for something to happen. Huddled close together, they shared a drink of water. Esther tried as hard as she could not to drink all they had in one gulp. She couldn't believe just how thirsty she was. Here, Araya said, handing Esther more of that weird-tasting food. You need to eat. I think the final part of this cycle's journey will require more of us. There isn't more to give, Esther said, trying to be funny. But the truth was, she really didn't have much left to give. You will do fine, Araya said quietly, seeing Esther's tiredness and increasing doubt. Araya was taught by the elders that simple conversations often had as much of a healing effect as the best good magic. Perhaps it could help Esther. Tell me about your kingdom, the castles, the famed mystical forest, Shirewood the best moments of your life, the worst, Araya asked, trying to keep her voice low to not give whatever was out there an idea as to where they were, their sounds still reverberating off the cannon walls. It took Esther a moment to actually hear what Araya was saying. All this time together, they hardly spoke beyond the most necessary, seldom about anything personal. Well, I don't have much to tell you. As I've said, I haven't been that far beyond Shirewood. Few from there have, except my father, Esther thought for a moment. The best memories I have are all when my father was home with us. He used to read to me when I was very young. He told me stories of the dragons flying high above the mountains north of the mystical forest of unicorns and chocolate trees. That sounds delicious. Gimble has told me stories of fresh chocolate plucked straight from a magical tree. When I was older, he would take me for long walks, helping me escape my chores. He used to get in trouble with my mother, but she, in the end, always seemed to forgive him. He had a way with people, it seemed. You will see him again soon. I am sure of it, Araya added. They then sat in silence. Esther thinking of her father. Araya focused on the low growls that seemed to get farther and farther away. 
the sounds and whatever was making them seemed to have moved on. Shall we continue, princess? Esther got up and led them again along the path towards the canyon. Eventually, the fog began to lift, revealing the transition from the veil of mist to the edge of the echoing canyons. The landscape opened up, the ground becoming rockier and the air clearer. They stepped out of the mist and paused, taking in the sight of the canyons before them. The echoing canyons were a network of deep ravines and towering rock walls. The muted light and shadow over the rugged terrain gave the canyons a daunting appearance. Their voices and footsteps echoed strangely, distorted and thrown back at them from multiple directions. It must have been very beautiful, Esther breathed, her eyes wide, looking at the expanse before her. And treacherous, Araya added. The echoes can mislead us. We need to rely on more than our eyes here. As they ventured into the canyons, the echoes indeed became disorienting. The wind, the distant rumble of rock slides, and their voices returned to them as noise. They navigated through narrow passages and over dangerous ledges, always mindful of the deceptive acoustics. Esther would take out the map, making sure that they were going in the right direction. Often it felt like she just knew the way to go, like the feeling you get when you have been on a route many times before. We're getting closer, Esther said, a note of determination in her voice. Araya looked at her, a rare smile of encouragement on her face. Yes, we are, and we'll find your father, Esther. We're on the right path. Yes, I can feel that we are, Esther said, as they pressed further through the canyon. And that's the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight. <laughs>